previously on Live at 605. We end up getting the food. John's fries don't come. And I've never seen someone so angry in my life. <laughs> it's because it's just put a basket of fries out there. You're ill. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. The following podcast contains spoilers about our favorite and not-so-favorite TV shows and movies of 2015. If you don't want plot lines ruined, download previous episodes 1 through 111. Listener discretion is advised. Coming to you live from the end of 2015, this is episode 7, season 10 of Live at 605. Officially episode 111, unofficially <laughs> episode 113. And this might be your last time flexing, flexing on Flexing, I know. I have to put sweaters on soon. Um, but I am your podcaster, Val. And saying to your left, possibly my right, is Chaboy John. Malin. Yeah, back up in it. <laughs> where, where, when you were not up in it? I was not up in it. I don't know. I've been up. Well, yeah, I've been all over the place lately. We're... Um, Downtown Toronto, as we said, preparing for the storm of the year. So silly. Are they calling out the cross guard or whatever it's the, called? The military? The, the military. army? Yeah, the crossing guards. The crossing guards. <laughs> the crossing guard at the school across the street from us. But uh, we're doing today probably one of my favorite episodes that we do only once a year. Yeah. It's our best of 2015. Ooh. Uh, it was a good year. It was a good year for... Some things it was a good year for. Some other things have definitely popped culturally hit a miss yeah we definitely have a hit list and a shit list <laughs> as i would love you sting hit list or shit list which will you be we'll see thank you not now no you have to put it in thank Wait. you <laughs> hit list or shit list which will you be um so <laughs> why don't we give everybody our contact information um, if you want to get in contact with me and check out some of the cool shit we've been up to, it's Val Gomez 23 on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow your boy on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Malincamp. Numbers are good for, for Twitter. Mm-hmm. I got like four new sex bot followers wow. on Instagram, which is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Facebook.com slash live at 605. And you will, this is where we will post our list. Of uh, the top songs, albums, movies, TV shows. So if you want to take a look, yeah. closer look and download them, which I highly recommend you you do that or check out the TV shows or go see the movies in theaters, yeah. which is really good. And uh, what should people do on iTunes? Um, did I hear somebody may have dropped us a comment on our iTunes page? He, he will be in the next little while. Oh, so leave us a comment on our iTunes Live at 605 page because every comment or advice or suggestion you push uh, leave there for us pushes us back into the news and noteworthy. Exactly. We'll get into this more next week. Next week will be the big Christmas recap, I think. Yeah, this Christmas week, birthday. Christmas recap. birthday recap because yeah. your birthday Palooza continues. Continues, I know. So, but yeah, it was nice whilst I was in Ottawa for the last couple yeah, of days. Good use of whilst. I know because I learned that from you. Mm-hmm. Pop smile was just like, oh, I want you. Can you show me a few things on the computer? And he's like, I, you always mention news and noteworthy. He's like, how do I leave a comment to get you on news and noteworthy? Aww. So we signed him up. He already had an iTunes account. I showed him how yeah. to do it. So if he's listening to this now, yeah. hopefully he went to uh, iTunes, the iTunes store, Seriously. typed in Live 605, clicked on reviews, 
And then he wrote in his little review. You know who should have done it already? Who that? Other super fans of the podcast. Some might say Scrivens and or Chris you would could think. also leave a message on our iTunes page. Yeah, if they just go into iTunes, <laughs> type in Live at 605, click on the review section, yeah. they'll see all these other reviews from lots of great fans, super fans, you would say, who've done it. So uh, it'd, be, it'd be great to see some new comments on uh, iTunes, which would be good. But as you said, this is like one of our favorite episodes of the podcast. Yeah. Um, it actually only happens once a year. Once a year, because we love pop culture things, yeah. as you know. Which uh, means it actually only happens every three seasons. That is, does it? Well, pretty much. If it's well, 12. What's three times 12 is how many days, how many weeks? <laughs> 46. Because if you do 12 weeks, it's three months, and then... <laughs> John's trying to do math. That is three months. 12 episodes, 12 weeks. 4, 8, 12. Pressing on. Oh, you're looking at me like I was wrong. <laughs> My math was right. I'll mention this. Uh, I'll just mention one thing. So when I was in Ottawa. <laughs> is this your sponsor? Uh, no. Cause, yeah, because it's depressing. This is like a really depressing sponsorship of the week. Sponsorship of the week. And I only have, only have to say this because I'll forget about it by next week. Only because you mentioned math. Okay. And I said my math was right. So obviously I hate math. I think we've mentioned that math is, math is stupid. So is grammar as I didn't properly say maths. <laughs> And uh, so on the, when I was growing up as a kid, I got some tutors for math because I didn't like math. And when I was in Ottawa, I was hanging out with our friend Matt, uh, and I had the car, so I was driving around, and uh, I drove past where my old math tutor used to live. Now this... this he burst into tears? No, but I saw this guy when I was 16, so yeah. that's... Did he see you? No. Well, let me get to it. So this... I was 16, which Did would be... Did he throw an abacus at you? I drove past his house, and I realized that when I was 16, he was probably damn over the age of 80. So I'm thinking 14 years later, I don't think he's alive and in this house. That's so depressing. Because I drove by it, and it had, like, a basketball hoop on this house. Oh. I'm like, oh, I bet you he's, like, long gone and, like, Why dead. did you get an 80-year-old to teach you math? Uh, probably because he was cheap. <laughs> and he, we used to do math problems in his basement. And yeah. <laughs> what's gross about that? He's so creepy. And so whenever I, he'd be like, okay, let's do this math solution. I would do whatever bullshit answer I had. And then he'd be like, to check my math, he'd be like, ah, whew. He'd like start whistling and like start singing songs and shit like that. And, um, and then, uh, it made me. He wouldn't be like. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, can you make my bass go like it? Like, John. John, why don't you bend over and let me slap that ass? No, he did not do that. Me! But it just made me sad. So I'm like, oh, he's probably dead now. Which I couldn't even do that voice. I just lost all the air out of my You're life. sick. What? We need you not to. Your hands are so clammy. You are wearing pants. I know. I can and these are clean. Feel. These are clean hands. I didn't say they're dirty. I said they're, they're clammy. I claim they're clean. But that story, <laughs> that story quickly reminded me of another dead old man. Is this all about your best of 2015? No, this this just reminds... If I don't say it, I'll never remember it. And it's in the theme. I have a theme of dead old people. <laughs> it's a good theme. You remember when I lived downstairs in the bachelor of this apartment yeah. building by myself? Before Jungle Beats lived next to me, there was an old man. And when I moved into the apartment, one day he's like, Oh, come on over. I'll show you my one bedroom. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it, old man. I don't want to. And then, like, day three of me living there, he, like, banged on my door because he saw me moving some shit. He's like, hey, come on over. 
So I went inside once, and then I realized when Jungle Beats moved in there, like, say, a year and a half later, it's probably because yeah. he was dead. <laughs> so I'm like, I hope he haunts his ass. No, I don't want this building to be haunted. No, just that room. Oh. And this is, like, five years ago now. Ghosts are mobile. They are. They can attach on to you. Exactly. Oh, I guess we should save this for next. I'm going to write this down. No, I'm just going to ask you now. <laughs> no, it's, it's in the theme. <laughs> Did you see any dead Native Americans while you're at your parents' house? No. So you're good. Okay, that's what I was wondering. I stayed up forever, though. Did you? Yeah. hid under the pillows. <laughs> Were you thinking about it? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go past my old bedroom. Oh. That shit haunted. <laughs> 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 All right, Chaboy over there. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then finally, before we get into everything, we have yeah. to find out if last week's episode was Pop's Mountain approved. Oh, he told me it was. Damn, dog. That was officially Pop's Mountain approved. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I mean, yeah, he told me if uh, when he picked me up from the airport, he really enjoyed it, really liked it. We're on top of our game. So it's good. It's Pops Mountain approved. Make yeah. sure you check that shit out. Yeah. It's uh, a very Val Gomez's birthday. Yeah. So we got a big jam-packed episode. I mean, we're already 10 minutes in. We haven't talked about anything. No, you've <laughs> The story of old dead men was entertaining. <laughs> it was you were this close to doing a spit take as you took a sip of your coffee, yeah. so it's entertaining. <laughs> um, I don't think we have anything else. No, let's go into it. So, we have so much to cover. So I figure we might as well. The big, my favorite one is always best albums of the year. What, what do you, what's your most what category? Fine, let's just do what you like to do because no, your favorite categories and your themes will be a running theme for 2016. I'll tell you what. What we're gonna do. Top movies first, because movies are probably our least favorite on the list. Do you do the disclaimer? Don't do it again. The following podcast contains spoilers about our favorite and not so favorite TV shows and movies of 2015. If you don't want plot lines ruined, download previous episodes 1 through 111. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Listen, 2016 can't come quick enough with the off podcast sass, and I'm getting what? it over here. No. So what what do you what do you So I guess it should be noted <laughs> okay. is that John and I and No, John and I didn't look at each other's list. No. So we don't both each have like ten things for each category. No. We also did best and worst. You or did, I did worst. I did bests. And I also did best. Yeah. But yeah, we don't have ten things per category. We'll just give you what we feel are the best and worst of all of these pop culture. So whether it's two, lists. five, or ten, totally. you're getting the best. If there's only three my favorite movies, yeah. there's only three. If there's only totally. eight favorite albums by you. Yeah. Um, and consider this a good time, because if you're off on holidays till January 4th, you have time to binge watch or binge listen to all this stuff. Exactly. So I figure since you have, I know you have a longer movie list than I do. Yeah. Should I just name my top four? Are you going to talk about them? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, this really is only a top two list. I just threw two in there just to, like, have a longer list. Okay. So, my fourth favorite movie... Oh, you did them in order? Yeah. Okay. I just... Okay. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, wait. Do we have a sting for this? Yeah. Best movies. Oh, shit. We gotta watch this again, because this is the best movies of 2015. I feel me. Since you did that, do I not have to put a sting in? Obviously. I do have to put a sting in. Yeah? Um, okay. So... <laughs> I have four favorite movies, and the number four isn't even one of my favorite movies. Okay. I, I, I kind of just thought it was bland, bland, okay. but it's only one of the movies I can remember. So, Southpaw. Okay. I almost remember it more for when you got that giant infected leg bug bite <laughs> on you. 
because <laughs> in the movie theater wearing shorts, and I could just see it growing and like and like beating. And I'm like, can we take you to a doctor? You're so like, nope. That's the reason it is on my worst movie list. Really? Yeah. I'll go into my list after you go. Okay. Yeah, because we have a separate thing for that. Yeah. So number three, I think this would be top five. Number three favorite movie I did quite enjoy it was The Martian. Nice. I thought it was good. I like Ben Affleck. The only I like. It's fun because it's actually. <laughs> it's <not Ben> <laughs> Actually, Matt Damon. <laughs> did you even watch the damn movie? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> and it made me laugh because Troy from Community yeah. was in it, and he just played Abed. Totally. I okay. So I think we made the mistake. If you guys listen to this season of the podcast, um, we went to go see The Martian a few episodes ago, yeah. and we went to see it in a VIP theater, which <laughs> may have not been that much bigger than our family room. No. And so. It was a good experience. However, I felt it was a little long and about potatoes, but I found it really interesting. So it's also on my best of list. Okay, we'll get to yours. So these are the two actual movies I thought were great, and these are in real order. So my number two favorite movie Mm -hmm. of the year comes from the CPT, and it's straight out of Compton. Ooh! Straight out of Compton. I went went into it thinking, like, this will be some bullshit movie. Like, I didn't think it would be that high quality. After seeing movies like Notorious, like the Notorious... I didn't see that one. No, that one's, like, just bullshit. Yeah. This one was a legit, Mm -hmm. great, great, greatly acted. Mm -hmm. Great actors. Uh, I liked the way it was written. I liked the directing. I just thought it was an entertaining movie. It's also, like, new upcoming actors. It's not, like, any, like, known people almost besides Paul Giamatti yeah. being, like, an angry white manager again. Yeah. Um, but, no, I act- I love that film. I thought we saw it in one of those AVX theaters, and the music was just, like, so pumping. It was so great, and just yeah. it felt like you were back in that era perfectly. Yeah, it was perfect. Oh, even lined up with the way Dr. Dre released his, his Compton album, yeah. which we'll see if it makes our list. I don't know if it does. We'll get to that. But it was just... So much excitement. When the movie ended, I like, liked it so much, yeah. I made a straight out Compton playlist for my iPod. So good. So I just put all this like, gangster shit on there. So good. And my number one movie, I bet you you can guess it. There's no doubt. This is prob- probably... Anyway, this is my favorite it's movie. not Star Wars. No, fuck Star Wars. <laughs> right. Unless you're listening to the podcast and you're a fan, then that's cool. <laughs> but this is probably, probably my favorite movie of the last... Okay, it's tied with Whiplash, my favorite movie of the last five years, mm-hmm. and it is Mad Max. Ooh. The only movie I ha- we went out to see the day it came out, yeah. which it came out on my birthday, yeah. it blew me away, yeah. just as good, it was better, yeah. I bought it on Blu-ray, I haven't bought a Blu-ray movie no, in so long. since maybe Inglorious Bastards from like totally. four or five years ago, and just non-stop action. But it was good pacing in terms of nonstop action. Like, yeah. you actually felt like you were going through the battles yeah. in Mad Max. So, like, that opening scene with Tom Hardy. That's right, right? Yeah, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Not and Ben Affleck. No. <laughs> uh, he's in the B-side of that storyline. Yeah. Um, but that opening scene alone was, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And you just felt like you were out of breath. Like, you were fighting in the battle scenes with them. Exactly. And then my favorite cameo in Mad Max was, not cameo, but, like, the dude playing guitar oh, that was guitar on high. Oh, his guitar lit on fire and was shooting fireballs out. You should have a guy like that do you jamming with you. I would love to have a guy like that jam with us. So that was like such a badass film experience. That also may be the only film I would go see twice in the theater. Yeah, I've never wanted to see a movie twice in a theater before, yeah. but that's one of them where I, I definitely would go see that one again. I think it's also weird because they said for Mad Max, like... There obviously wasn't a lot of dialogue. It was no. a lot of it was just like music and action. Well, I know there wasn't even a script. Uh, the, the director was it George 
R. Martin? No, that's the no. fat guy from Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> George Miller. George Miller. When he wrote the movie, he wrote it with storyboards. So it oh, wasn't even nice. really a script. It was more storyboarded. Yeah. Um, and then he was the original director, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's why I was telling my dad it's crazy. Mm-hmm. This director, I think he's like in his mid-70s. Right. Can you imagine being like 74, a little bit older, a little decrepit? Yeah. With maybe he has a cane, and he goes around directing this big action movie. It's so crazy. Like, And so I guess the franchise, like, the weird thing is the movie doesn't center around M- Mad Max no. as much as it centers around the new character they made. Yeah. Um, Charlize Ther- Theron. Theron. Um, Furiosa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and her character is fucking badass. Oh, she's badass. So I just love it because it feels like Cirque du Soleil. A lot of, like, the actual action and action sequences that are, like, mobile are all done authentically. It's not yeah. CGI, um, which is amazing. Did you know his the director's wife edited the movie? No way! Which is pretty badass. badass. And also the best part, next time you watch it, wait for it, there's like a small scene where Tom Hardy does Bane voice. Oh, Remember? yeah, we all burst out and laughing in the theater. Well, maybe we can watch this movie later today. Yeah, that'd be we awesome. Have to watch it. So that's my list. You I have... know Benoit has never seen it too, though, so yeah. that might be a thing. Well, he watched it on a laptop, I think. Which is said. not the same. So he can come over and watch it again. Yeah. But so let's hear your best of list, and then maybe you'll jog my memory, and I'll remember some of these movies. So like yourself, mine is in no particular order. Mine but... was in an order. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so unlike myself. Right? Um, so Mad Max was on my list. Do you have a favorite movie, though? Like, I don't care. Mad but... Max was probably my favorite as well. Slash straight out of Compton. Yeah. Like, I just felt so energized after seeing, and I love music movies, so yeah. seeing straight out of Compton, and it was a lot of the songs that I you introduced me to, but yeah. I also knew, and then, I don't know, I just thought that that one was really cool, but so it's tied with Mad Max. Nice. The Martian was on it yeah. as well, but the ones you didn't include, which I actually really liked, okay. Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. I forgot about that. I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed the last Mission Impossible better yeah. when he was climbing up that giant tower. Okay. This one was still good, though. Is that I, Ghost something? Ghost Protocol. Yeah. I like this Mission Impossible when he's hanging under the side of the airplane and stuff. I thought that this one was cool. I, am, I haven't watched all the films like you have, but yeah. I thought Simon Pegg was, like, hilarious yeah. in it. I know it's, like, the writing and whatnot. Yeah, you I should. Also, I also thought the action sequence, like, the motorcycle chase up the cliff yeah. was so fucking fierce. And <laughs> Furioso. Yeah, Furioso. But uh, other than that, I absolutely loved it. I thought... It was the right amount of time. I thought Jack Donaghy was amazing in it. Oh, yeah. I forgot he's right? in that movie. He's in it. I thought, yeah, like Jeremy Renner was awesome. Oh, yeah. He's good. Not the guy who died, Ving Rams. Is that Ving Rams? Does he die? No. Uh, what's... Oh, you're, you're thinking Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, that guy. guy. from the Green Mile. Yeah. He's not even in the movie. I know. It's the other guy. Um, Ving Rams. Ving Rams. Yeah, he gets raped in Pulp Fiction. So I actually really like... That film, which didn't make your list. My favorite Mission Impossible film is everyone's least favorite, which is number two. Is that the, uh... That's the one with John Woo. No, I don't like that one. <laughs> really? Where he's like, all the doves are flying around him and stuff? No. That's my favorite. That's, I have a scar on my leg from that movie because I did some motorcycle stunts on a bicycle. <laughs> so then my next favorite one would be, and this, this is, yeah, so I'm saving my least favorite for last. Okay. San Andreas, who are you? That was oh, right, hilariously right. awesome. And the movie experience was great. We had like we were in another VIP giant theater. That, giant theater that, with like, like recliner seats. That movie makes it on the list because I thought that would be a piece of hot garbage. Totally. 
And it, I liked it because they didn't take themselves too seriously. They didn't take themselves too seriously. It wasn't like 2012 no, with John yeah. Cusack, which was like the Apocalypse movie, and it was like super CGI, and like it's the like, script was horrible. My 15-year-old daughter daughter still wears a diaper. Yeah. Oh, guess daddy, what, Daddy? I don't wear diapers. diapers. This movie's great. Here he is, like The Rock, flying into AT&T Park, lands, on se- lands into the middle of the infield, yeah. and he's like, oh, I haven't gotten to second base with you <laughs> And the best line ever is at the very end when the guy, the, someone's like, oh no, what do we do now? And the rock's just standing there. It's like, now we rebuild. And then it's just like a giant yeah. American flag. I that thought that movie good. was amazing. It's pretty good. And it was like the hoe from True Detective Season 1 was the daughter. Yeah. Right? And, and the hoe from Entourage. And the hoe from Entourage was the mother. Yeah. Um, so, no, I just thought it was amazing. Yeah, it was okay. Like, good call. And the, like, fact. You would not dump The Rock, first of all, for that, like, oh. flaggly guy yeah. who's, like, the reporter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, either hey, way. Even Paul Giamatti's in this movie, too. Oh, my God! He is in <laughs> this year, 2015. This guy's in everything. He was in everything. He plays the same. He's not a lawyer, but he's, like, an angry, like, scientist or something. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, the size of my graphic. Like, whoa, whoa, activity. He's, like, gone insane in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. So. You'll get your, your check, Cube. Don't worry. <laughs> Check's on the way, Cube. Brian, <laughs> Brian, don't talk to her. <laughs> So, breakout star of 2015 may have been Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Um, okay, so yes, yeah, so I love San Andreas. And good then call, good call, good, call, the, good pull. The other film that I thought was a great film, having said that, the movie experience was not good. Okay, let, wait, let me think about this. What's the bad movie experience? Oh, shit. Oh, shit, wait. It's the one... Is it the one with the people in front of us, you and Chris? Oh, no! What movie was that? What movie was that? What movie did the three of us go to? I don't know. Okay, sorry. Which What experience are you talking about? Uh, I was going to say Black Mass. Oh, shit. I wa- that one would be actually top three for me. Yeah. Black uh, Yeah, Black Mass, sorry, was a great great uh, movie. I liked it a lot. So Black Mass stars Johnny Depp as, what's his face? Um, the mobster? What's his name? Uh, Whitey Busky? Whitey Bulger. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's like an all-star cast, like Benedict Cumberbatch, Dakota Johnson. Landry from Friday Night Lights. Kevin Bacon, Peter Sarsgaard. Oh, yeah. Right? John like, Hamm's John in it. John Hamm's in it. Like, everybody is in it. Yeah, it was a great movie, but someone brought a baby to the Friday Night <laughs> 10 o'clock movie and that yeah. started crying, of course, so the brutal. first gunshot. But no, that, that movie was pretty good. There was some good hype, and I think mm-hmm. it lived up to it. Amazing. Yes, yeah, I'm not is, sure what film it was where Chris and I got into a Because fight. remember, we saw Mad Max, and that's when I said that fat guy yeah. sat behind me the whole set and mm-hmm. has his damn head in front of my feet. Mm-hmm. Then the three of us went to a movie later on, and mm-hmm. the same couple did something to me. And remember, <laughs> you like put your foot in their face. Yeah. So how were we watching? I have no idea. Well, it wasn't Mission Impossible, was it? It may have been. It may have been Mission Impossible. Yeah, it may have been Mission Impossible. Okay, so those are the best movies. I'm very curious to hear what your worst movies of 2015 are. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, dog. That's the worst movies of 2015. When I actually think about it, because you you made a comment, I don't know what day it was, but you're like, we're not movie people. And I'm like, we saw a shit. That was yesterday. Yeah, I was like, we shot. We shot. (laughs) We shot. We shot by the seashore. Right? We've seen a ton of films this year. Yeah. Right? Like, a ton. Like I, I can only remember three of them. Okay, so some of the worst films... I already know what your least favorite film is. Go. It's Love and Mercy. It is. But yeah, sorry. So, okay, so again, in no particular order, okay. these are films we've tried to watch, watched, or did not live up to the hype. Can you say, though, no particular order, but do you have a worst movie of the year? Yeah. 
Love and Mercy? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> the Brian Wilson story. Yeah. Okay, so one film that we tried to watch this year that got rave reviews, but it was like, wow, <laughs> right, was Ex Machina. We never saw Ex Machina. No, because we didn't get through it, because we were like, wow. Oh, yeah, 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 we didn't get through it. Like, screw <laughs> this one. It's too weird. But we thought we've heard nothing but amazing yeah, hype about for it. for sure. Had a great cast, and then we're like, nope, can't do it. Not it was too it. weird in the first five minutes. Yeah. The next one that I didn't like, um, which you clearly put on your best list, was <laughs> Southpaw. No. Maybe because my leg was on fire. That's true. I thought it was just okay. I, I can didn't only like think it of the that movie. much. I love Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. as well, but I'm like, I didn't like it because one, I hate chiclet teeth. Yeah. And so that was like... <laughs> Rachel and that, McAdams. Yeah. And that daughter in it annoyed me. Oh, screw her. I yeah. thought 50 Cent was the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Which means it's a bad movie. Totally. Okay. I changed it. It's off my list. Okay. And then the next one that's on my list, even though it's a soft spot, I thought it was pretty shite-tastic. Yeah. Entourage. Entourage to me was, I thought it would be really bad. Yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't awful. It was just mediocre to me. So here's That's the all thing. I, I guess it's like movies like Entourage, Full House, Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Everyone's coming back with like how Sex in the City did, like a movie or a new yeah. like one-off series. And to me, what, even though like I still had a fun experience going to it. Yeah. And like, I still think it's like we would see it no matter what. Yeah. What I didn't like it is that they made each character so stereotypical of one trait. Yeah. And then other characters like E were so far off the mark. Yeah, he wasn't who he was. I'm like, that's not E. Yeah. So it felt a little bit weird. Especially because we rewatched the whole season leading up to the movie, right? Yeah, it's true. They made E like this playboy player type shit. So then the other movie that I did not like, even though it was a fun movie experience. Let me guess. Is it... um, uh, the, the Will Ferrell movie? No. Which? The sad dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. That. So. I'm not into that. I'm not. I'm not, not okay. feeling it. Not so feeling the funny it. thing was, was that over the Christmas holidays, the Jurassic series yeah. was on one channel. I don't know what it was. Okay. But I went back and watched some of the first Jurassic Park. It's awesome, right? Still stands up today. For sure. It's like Terminator 2. Yeah. So Chris... Um, was amazing and got us those 4D seat chairs. Yeah. And like, you know me, I'll puke on a swing. For sure. Right? Or in a moving car, apparently. So I didn't use my seat to its full potential. Mm. But the one thing is just like, I don't like Dallas Bryce Howard or whatever fuck her name is. Oh, you mean uh, poor man's, what's the other redheaded chick? Oh, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, you mean poor man Jessica Chastain. <laughs> right. So I didn't really like her in it. I thought like some of the cookies within like throwbacks to Jurassic Park were amazing. Yeah. And I thought that that was really interesting. But there's something I just didn't like about the movie that I'm like, it's either predictable or it's not predictable. I don't know. It just didn't sit well with me. Yeah, I'm the same way. It. I don't know if it, if it was the... Uh, CGI I wasn't really feeling. I don't know if it's like... It was like the little storyline. The kids go away. Oh, but our parents are getting divorced. It's like, I don't give a shit about your parents. Like, I hope they get divorced (laughs) and you get eaten by a dinosaur. Like, (laughs) I don't need you. I I, I don't know. And it's like, bitch, please. You're clearly not running around the damn thing in heels and your white dress and it's never dirty. Yeah, never You have like one fucking scar on your cheek. Like, go fuck yourself. Exactly. I'm I'm over it. See? Okay. Not feeling it. Not feeling it. Not feeling it. And so, the... Next movie, and I couldn't remember the name of it, but it was the one with. Um, we saw a lot of bad movies. Yeah, we did. We didn't finish watching. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. The tornado one. Yeah, the one. The, <laughs> the hell is that one? I think it's like it's not Perfect Storm. 
Yeah. Hold on. It's with Lori from Prison Break. And from The Walking Dead. Lori. What's her? No, I can't look up Lori. Pause (laughs) it for a second. So, the movie is called Into the Storm, which is actually 2014. So okay, that, but we didn't, we we didn't watch it until We didn't watch it until 2015. Um, but it stars Richard Armitage, who was in Hannibal. Yeah, the uh, Red Dragon, a.k.a. Red... Roy, to- Roy Tudel- <laughs> Troy Tudelinski. Right? Um, and Sarah Wayne uh, Callies, a.k.a. Uh, Laurie from Walking Dead, a.k.a. the Doctor from Prison Break. Yeah. Um, annoying and all and then my other favorite is it also features <laughs> um what's the kid's name uh number the kid from friday night lights oh jd mccoy jd mccoy he like right? grew up and like got a beard or something so the weird thing is is like i'm a sucker for a really good storm movie like i love perfect storm you've never seen twister though i've never seen you twister, see twister right Flying Hell i've never seen that okay sharknado we love um, you call her Helen Hunt or Helen, Helen Hunt? Helen Hunt. Why would I say that word? I was trying to trick you into saying it. Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Um, but this film was so ridiculous. Like it felt like a made-for-TV movie in the '90s, and yeah. it was like a blockbuster. Like it was in theaters for a while. I don't think it did that well. It didn't though. do well. Like there's no way in hell this film could do well. It's almost like one of those found footage movies where people are like recording on their own yeah. camcorder and shit. Um, so I just felt like it fell apart miserably, and I didn't believe in the characters. I didn't believe in the tornadoes. No. My favorite part of this was the tornadoes lit on fire. Yeah, that's and pretty cool. They, like, took over, which was amazing. But sad pants, JD McCoy did not survive. Oh, <laughs> wow. Letting bombs drop. So my least favorite movie of 2015 yeah. has to go to the piece of shit Love and Mercy. Ooh, which you know is getting all the Oscar nominations. Is probably. it really? I think it's going to get Best Picture and I think Paul Dano will get nominated. See, I don't think John Cusack will. Nor should he deserves it. See, I really liked it when it was young Brian, like when it was Beach Boys in the 60s yeah. making pet sounds. That part I actually liked because like Straight Outta Compton showed them making the music. Yeah. Of course, when it was present or 80s, Brian Wilson and yeah. John Cusack's playing him like a mentally challenged yeah. person. And he just looks like John Cusack. like, And they're calling his wife like, you're horrible, Linda. <laughs> Again, though, Paul G. Maddie brings it home. That was yeah. the best scene ever in the car dealership. That part made me laugh. So the reason why, and like John and I are huge Beach Boys fans, and I might be a bigger Beach Boys I think fan. I might be. Um, our friend Maneri at my birthday was like, did you guys see that film? And we said, yeah, we did. And I was so aggravated about it. Yeah. Um, I just found, like, just to John's point, there were so many holes in the storytelling. And it was also like, I didn't think... What's her face? Elizabeth Banks and John Cusack fit in the roles. No. And it felt like older Brian Wilson's story didn't fit properly because it felt like a romantic comedy inserted into Brian Wilson's life. For sure. With a backdrop of pet sounds running behind it. So I actually hated it. And then certain things about the composition of pet sounds was inaccurate. And then like Paul Giamatti's character as Doctor Landy yeah. pissed me off, like because he was he was an intense doctor, but in no way was it like so intense. Right. And I'm like, why didn't they use any prosthetics for John Cusack? Why did was it just John Cusack? Just John Cusack. Like he could have been in say anything. Yeah, that's right. At was this thinking. point, so that was like hundred percent my least favorite film of the year. That's a good list so far. I think that's a great way to start off our best of 2015. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think we should get into music, or do you want to go to TV shows? Let's do music. So what do you want, top albums or top songs? Uh, let's do songs, because I don't have any. <laughs> okay, so we'll do top songs, then we'll do top TV slash worst yeah. TV, then we'll end it with best albums. Totes. 
So this is the best songs of 2015. Yes, baby, I'm feeling this shit right here. Best songs of 2015. So do you want to do your list first? Because I have a top 10 list. I don't have a list. Oh, you don't don't have anything? I forgot that category. Okay. So, I'll just comment on yours. So my best songs? Yeah. Okay, this one was tough, but I think it's a pretty good representation. And so my number one song of the year will be the Band of the Week, Song Obvious. of the Week, all that stuff. So Is it Fetty Wap? I struggle with Fetty Wap. You know what? <laughs> Fetty Wap should be on here. Okay. But he sadly he is not. And okay. we'll see the list. You tell me if you think he should be or not. Okay. So the number 10 song I have, and this is in order, so 10 favorite, 10, 9, 8, number 1 being most favorite. Thank number, you, I know how orders work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> number 10 <laughs> is Born to Shine featuring Run the Jewels by Ooh, Big Grams. Very good. Which I love Big Grams. That album's amazing too. It's only what, 6, 7 song EP? Totally. But out of the, the whole album, I think this song with Run the Jewels is really, really good. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you agree that it should maybe be on the list? No, I think it should definitely be on the list. I forgot about Big Grams. Yeah. Um, so my number nine song is Disaster by D.A. Do people know what Big Grams is? Sorry. Big Grams is the group of Fantagram and Big Boy from Outkast. Okay. They've done collaborations over years. They got together. And it's basically, yeah, it's Big Boy and Fantagram. So it's like electronic funk rap music. Amazing. Which is really good. So number nine is Disaster by D.A., the guy from Chester French. Yeah. Disaster is a song that kind of sounds like Elton John. Elton yeah, Johnny, like, yeah. Din, totally. Because he, I always loved Chester French. They were one of my favorite bands for a while. They broke up. He did his solo album. And the whole album's really good. I don't know if mm-hmm. you can think of any song you like off that that maybe people should check out. Not yet. But anyways. <laughs> so number eight, I played this while we were getting lunch ready. Yep. The song's called Fade Away by Logic. Ooh. Who he turned out to be one of my favorite rappers this year. Okay. And he's like, a, I think he's a white, uh, nerdy looking, he is, he's a white, nerdy looking guy. Okay. But he's really, really good. Uh, and his performance on Jimmy Fallon this year was unbelievable. He did this, <laughs> I think he did this song. I highly recommend people check it out. But it's like, he raps really fast, makes yeah. really good beats. He looks like such like a, ner- a nerd. I know, he is a nerd. So crazy. So, number seven, I know you definitely liked, and it'll probably be on your top Go. ten list. Black and Gold by Dear Rogue. Or is it Rouge? I say Dear Rouge. Dear, Dear Rouge. Yeah. So that's the song. I saw it on, in a commercial yeah. once. I thought it was really good. I gave you the album. Loved it. We missed them in concert. I know. It's because I was sick. I yeah, felt bad. That's okay. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. It's mm. because they're um, they're like, I love guy-girl bands yeah. where it's a female singer, but I think a guy so sings good. on some of the songs. Totally. But they, they do what? Like synth pop? It's synth pop. Like, like metric. Metric-esque indie rock. Yeah. This song I struggled with because it's so new. I wanted to make it number one just because of the band. Go. But I'm like, it isn't because it's so new. Physical by St. Lucia. Oh. And they will. this will be the band of the week next week. Woo-hoo. So this, everyone, like, I love St. Lucia. You yeah, love St. Lucia. Yeah, I love St. Lucia. Spoiler alert. John may have got us tickets for my buffet. <laughs> We're going to see them at the Phoenix. Way better venue. Way better venue than um, the last place we saw Foxton. them. And yeah, they their new album comes out end of January. Go get it when it comes out. They put out one song, Dance on Broken Glass, which is really good. I still like that song. But this song, Physical, it just like... It's so good. I remember I had to do a project for work and John was like, we were initially going to use Cake by the Ocean. Yeah. Right? And then you were like, wait a second, St. Lucia just dropped that the news. Day. That day. And it was like three days to like actually show one cut of this project. Yeah. And John's like, you should use this song. I'm like, this song's amazing. 
So go check it out on iTunes now, and then yeah. next week it'll be the yeah. band of the week. And St. Lucia, they're a South African band. Uh, right? The, the lead singer's from, from South, South Africa. Africa. Everyone else is basically from New York. Yeah. But I, I just love them. It's my most anticipated album for next year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. I'm, I always find, though, they, re- they release stuff at the wrong time yeah. of year. I know. Their first album, I think, came out in October. October. It was 25th. such a great summer album. I know. But I'm sure by summer we'll still mm-hmm. be bumping it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make it number one, but I just I couldn't do That's it because it's so That's new. That's fair. But um, number five, I struggled with this placement, mm-hmm. and it could have been any song from this album, but I chose Doing It By Myself by Guster. Oh, so good. Because their album came out right at the start of 25th, January yep. 2015, so it's like a year later. Totally. And this is one of their more fun songs. I remember I liked it in concert. It was so much fun. It, and it sounds, when they perform it live, it actually sounds as organic as it does on the album, which I thought was great. Like... It's not super synthesized. Yeah. No, no, exactly. But they couldn't recreate it. No. So, yeah, check that one out. Number four, we were just listening to again while we were making lunch. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, now this is definitely my clear-cut favorite from his album. We had a fantastic album this year. It's The Hills by The Weeknd. Which that song comes on, it's just such like a dance around. Even though it's like so dark and No, it's creepy. so good. His, he and gets, he's Toronto. He's Toron- Toronto guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I always liked the weekend. Yeah. When he, did you first know learn about the weekend? Uh, when he first came out four or five years ago, he dropped free mixtapes, mm-hmm. and the reason why I knew him was because Drake sh- gave him like yeah. a shout out. So I, I think Drake t- retweeted yeah. like download his album for free, and then Drake put him on his album like yeah. from three albums ago. It would be cool if like because the Drake because the Drake yeah. Drake is for Raptors if like the weekend became for baseball like Toronto oh, Blue Jays for sure. <laughs> But then, so The weekend, I didn't, I only liked a couple of his songs, yeah. his mixtapes. Then his first real album came out three years ago. Yeah. There's only one song I loved. The rest of it, I was like, meh. And then this album came out and it like blew me away. I think it's so badass because the one, like, okay, if you can make this man stand up and dance. Yeah. When Kanye stood up and danced at the awards for Can't Feel My Face. Yeah, exactly. I was like, whoa, if he likes this shit and is smiling, then you know it's legit. And I do that f- man likes nothing. I know. I do love Can't Feel My Face. Yeah. I feel like that's the closest song anyone's gotten to legitimately sounding like Michael Jackson. Totally. Not trying to copy Not him, but like, totally. oh, this is if Michael Jackson was in yep. his prime, this is what yep. he would be doing. So that was number four, and that's only number four. Go. So number three, I almost made this number one, but I couldn't do it. But I love this song. It's Let It Happen by Tame Impala. Such a great song. Such a great album. Great album. We'll get to that later. Yeah, they... Maybe. They uh, they kind of... They've been around for a bit. Mm-hmm. They came out this year, and I remember Sean and Tessa really liked it. They saw them in concert. Yeah. And they saw... Them I think at, they saw Massey they Hall. They did, which now that I know more about them, I would have loved to have seen them. Yeah, great venue for a band of that caliber. Yeah, but the first single they put out from the album that came out this year, I was like, eh, it's all right. It's good, but it's not catchy. But then I heard this song, and it's like a six or seven minute song, mm-hmm. and just kind of, I haven't gotten tired of it yet. Nope. Really catchy, so go check it out. It's Let It Happen by Tame Impala. Now, number two. Okay, so number two, I changed this song last minute. Because, Why? Because. Like from not on the list to on the list? No, or? so the, I, I didn't want to put like three songs by Gus or three. I only yeah. want to do one song per. Yeah. So number two. That the artist is Kendrick Lamar. Ooh. Originally, I had All Right by Kendrick yeah. Lamar because I think that song's so good. So good. And then I was like, okay, this song's really good. I love the video where he's yeah. like flying around. I think it's a really good message, the song. Totally. I think Pharrell produced it, great, all this. 
But I was like, if I'm gonna be honest with myself, there's a song I like more by Kendrick Lamar than All Right. Which one? So number two on my list is Wesley's Theory. Oh yeah. Featuring George Clinton and Thundercat. I used to listen to that one. Was my favorite when I used to go to the gym. Because, yeah, it's, I like it because it sounds like a 1990s hip hop totally. Dr. Dre beat, yeah. where it sounds like that ding, yeah. and then even like Dr. Dre comes Samples through, through it. halfway through on the phone call and like leaves a message, yeah. and I like the rapping, he kind of does like weirdo, whoa, whoa. Ah. what are you doing? <laughs> what the hell was that? I um, So I think, I'm like, obviously Kendrick ruled the charts, and he's yeah. on everyone's top 10 list, and I thought that song was... That's my favorite by totally. Kendrick, and I think all Kendrick does is amazing. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Kendrick song from this year? Because I know he's your favorite rapper. Yeah, right? I actually absolutely love All Right. Like, I just yeah. think that song is, like, such a good pick-me-up song. We gonna be all, all right. right. So, I love it. I know everyone was skeptical. Like, we're not talking about albums, yeah. but, like, everyone was, because Good Kid Mad City was such, like, a commercially hit-ridden album that mm-hmm. uh, To Pimp a Butterfly was, like, super political and mm. whatnot and they're like i don't know about this and now everyone's like coming to bat for kendrick exactly so i'm like yo this album is insane yeah and you got the most grammy noms I totally think, this year. so number one on the list is a guy who didn't get much love this year i thought he would have been way more like top song top album yeah. do we have it on for halloween this song yeah uh, no, uh, no, we didn't. It's okay. not necessarily a Halloween song, uh-huh. but this is my favorite song from his album. Yeah. So the artist is ASAP Rocky, Aww. and the song is Back Home, featuring Most Def okay. and um, ASAP Yams, rest in peace. <laughs> so I love his whole album. We'll get into that more later on. Yeah. Back Home's the last song on the album, and uh, I can play you a little bit. If it's yeah, on I was phone. like, I can't remember how it goes. It'll be the, uh, it's going to be Band of the Week, ASAP Rocky. It's just like a really menacing kind of beat. Um, here, let me play. It's I think it's wrapped really well. Okay. Oh, shoot. Not Apple Music. Uh, hold on. Just. Oh, yeah. It's right here. Yeah, so ASAP Rocky. I thought he didn't like... I didn't see him anywhere for best songs of the year or anything mm-hmm. like that. So here's the song. I'll play it full in the band of the week. Mm-hmm. But this is Back Home. It's got a good sample. No, this one, right? But here, I'm gonna play my favorite part. Ready? This part, right? Listen to the beat and the guy rapping. My dad will appreciate this. I love this song. Yeah. I just think it's. Anyways, you can see us both. Such a great beat. You can't see us both dancing right now. We're doing the elbow stand. It's my favorite song on the album. Love it. Teach Benjamin this on piano. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just one of those songs where it's kind of like, it's not a deep cut on the album. It's the last song on the album. Yeah. But I think it's it's my favorite song. It's on all, pretty much all my playlists I made this year. I, it's I, on it. I checked them. I'm like, okay, it's in, it's in October. It's in mm-hmm. September. It's in January. So so I just want to show them some love because I thought this album was, and oh, we'll, I'll get into the album later on, but that I had to choose, okay, what's my favorite song off the yeah. album? It wasn't as close. It was almost Wavy Bone. I know you like Wavy Bone. <laughs> Between Juicy J Juicy and Juicy C. Right? How similar was your best of music song and album list to things like Pitchfork or Complex or oh, Stones um, or whatnot? Songs, not re- So basically, uh, the best album I saw on every list was The Pimp a Butterfly. Okay. And Grimes made yeah. best album. Which I disagree with. Yeah, I didn't okay. like. We'll talk. But all the song and Drake's. Yeah. Uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Late, yeah. Uh, Hotline Bling. Yeah. 
was a lot on there. Yeah. For like best song. Yeah. Oh, I think All Right was like top three songs. My, I don't know. It's tough because you read something like Pitchfork. It's like thirty songs you've never heard of by these yeah. artists who are like pure hipster. Yeah, like what's his face? Um, oh my god, why can't I remember his name? Father John Misty. No, no, no. no. It's like um, ugh, like Daniel Sweatshirt. Oh, Earl Sweatshirt. Earl Sweatshirt. <laughs> I did a profile for him on Ox, and yeah. I'm like, how's this guy trending now? I don't like him, to be honest I don't like him either, he but, like... He comes from Odd Future Wolfgang, yeah, Kill Them All. so... I like uh, Tyler, the Creator. Tyler, the Creator. And Frank Ocean. Avi. But not, uh, yeah, Earl Sweatshirt. No. Um, but, yeah, whatever. I, Rolling Stone, I can't remember their exact list, but yeah. it was... It's a hit or miss. So, those were top songs. How do you think my list was? I think it was great. It's actually really interesting to think about. Like, obviously, there probably, there might be some other songs I yeah, would include. Of course. Maybe, obviously. But at the same time, 100% agree with everything you put on there. With, like, the exception of maybe one because I didn't know it. Oh, the Logic yeah. song? Yeah. <laughs> my number one song last year was Move That Dope by Future, yeah, Pusha T, and Pharrell. <laughs> yeah, that's Y'all gonna move that, that dope. dope. Move that, that dope. dope. Move that dope. <laughs> Right. Um, so if you had, a, if you off the top of your head, favorite song of the year, would it be Kendrick's "All yeah, Right"? That's probably. I think so. That's easily. It's hard that, to say. Like yeah. I like so many songs this year. Like yeah. But yeah. Okay. okay. So we're gonna move over now to TV. Do you want to do best or worst TV first? Uh, let's do. Why don't we do worst, and then okay. we will then we'll do positive. <laughs> You're gonna say best? No, nah, I was just gonna say there goes John. No, <laughs> I was just trying to think. <laughs> what do you want to do? No, no, John. Let's do worse first. Okay. Right? This is worst TV ever. Don't be playing that shit, dog. That's the worst TVs of 2015. <laughs> so, basically, um, these, again, are shows that we've either started watching, had to continue watching just to finish them, yeah. or shows that we try to give a chance to and just did not make the cut okay. um, of things we stick to. So, in no particular order, uh, the worst shows of 2014 are, the first one being, six-part series, The Slap. Oh. <laughs> first of all, this is probably my fav- my least favorite show. I'm going to call you out. You like this show. I wanted to watch it with you, but it was so bad. It was this so- show is so bullshit. Okay, so The Slap was based <laughs> oh, on so I forgot about an show. Australian series uh, that actually did really well in Australia. And so they brought it to NBC, and it starred, starred people, everybody. everybody like so many Pete, good actors. Peter Sarsgaard again. Um, the dude from... The dude from Star Trek, the Spock. Dude, Spock. Um, the guy from the newsroom... Yeah. Um, the chick. <laughs> clearly, we don't know any of these actors. <laughs> chick from Mission Impossible Mission 2. Mission Impossible 2. She knows. Um, either Uma way. Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman was in it. And so, they basically oh, took that same exact plot line of a kid getting abused and slapped. He got slapped. He got he slapped because he was being a shit at a party. <laughs> the long, wild hair. With his long, crazy hair. Swinging he like, bats at people. Swinging bats at people, breaking vinyl. He's like six years old, sucking in his mom's teeth. Yeah, it was just really, really awkward and not good. So John and I would like PVR it. I couldn't even hate watch you it. You couldn't hate couldn't watch it with me. It. So we tried to hate watch it on Saturday afternoons, <laughs> and you were like, "I can't, I, I can't. can't do this." So that Big would call. be that's, that's, that's definitely on the list. That's definitely my least, my worst movie or show of the year, <laughs> like, without a doubt. So the other one, and bless your heart, if anyone actually got through this fucking series, but some again, like Foxtrot, whatever the hell it was, Foxcatcher, Fox best naps of my life, True Detective season two. <laughs> yeah, True Detective. Wah wah. wah. I do not know who wrote that script. 
Same guy who wrote season one. That was like a fucking like that. If that is your follow up sequel, oh, here's shit got rough. If you want to watch season two of True Detective, watch the last five minutes of each episode. Yeah. For the most, well, some for the, the only good parts of any of that season were in the last five minutes. Totally. That's all I can say. The rest of it was bullshit. So this season again starred um, Vince Vaughn, Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell, Chiclet Teeth, and and the guy from Tim Friday Riggins Island. from. Tim- <laughs> Friday Night Lights. Yeah. And like, okay, first of all, there was far too many plot lines going way on. Too, way too many plot lines I didn't care about. I couldn't understand a thing Vince Vaughn was saying. Basically, we'll get into this later. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Suck, like, so um, Brad Garrett and Fargo, the guy yeah. from Everybody Loves Raymond, I find him and Vince Vaughn can be the same tall, lanky totally. Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, what's his face from... Everybody Loves Raymond, is yeah. doing it perfectly in Fargo. Fargo. Vince Vaughn in this show not is doing not doing it. it well. So I can't tell, like, season one of True Detective was so good, and yeah. I know it was a soul, slower startup, yeah. and, like, but once you got into it, like, I think three or four episodes in, yeah. it hit its stride, and it was, like, unbelievable. You liked the characters, you liked the acting, the chemistry was good, the writing was totally. good, the story was interesting. These actors had no chemistry no together. Chemistry. The writing sucked. The directing wasn't as good. I didn't care about the scenery. And, like, I remember Ferris sent us an article in Variety or something, and it was, like, talking about the backstory as to what they based the plot line on, and it was this mafia underground gang in a section of California. Yeah. Like, nobody knows this. This is not, like, a known thing. And I'm like, somebody just, like, no. made this article up to actually propel and help that yeah. rating for that You understand series. what the hell is happening no. in the show. So I am curious to see what they do for season three, because I don't want... If they get a if season. If they get a season three, because I'm like, this was just such a letdown. Big time. Um, Good call. So the next series... That I thought was horrible. Okay, I like these. I like these bad lists. It's um, Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, that show is bullshit. <laughs> we actually didn't meet, uh, finish it either. No. So Fear of the Walking Dead was the prequel to The Walking Dead on AMC. In theory, it was a good concept. Like you get to see everybody turning, whereas yeah. Walking Dead pretty much takes place in the zombie apocalypse. Right. This one, you kind of slow. I'm like, okay, this is just as scary. You don't know what's happening, but. So, no. to me, there's two issues here. Yeah. First issue being, AMC is running out of amazing series. Yeah. And um, they've started, obviously, like, Better Call Saul and yeah. whatnot. But, like, Mad Men is done. Yeah. Um, Breaking Bad is obviously done. But the Walking Dead franchise is still, like, alive and doing well. So, yeah. it's like, if you want to maintain ratings, you're going to try and, like, do as many branches off The Walking Dead as possible. Right. So, apparently, there's, like, The Walking Dead on a plane. There's oh, this, yeah. Whatever. But this series, I did not care about any of the characters, and I no. couldn't tell what nationalities they were at the, all. The main actor, we looked him up, who I actually didn't mind him. He was good. Cliff Curtis, who but played <laughs> Travis Manoa. It's like we looked up his IMDb. He's played, um, he's played like Afghan, Afghanistan. He's played Latino. He's yeah. played Spanish, Spanish Indian, Indian, Australian, uh, whatnot. And so that's amazing, but it was just like, I didn't believe in any of the characters. No. The guy um, who played Nick Clark, the son, who was the one who initially saw the zombie yeah. like um, changeover happen, who was also, um, whatchamacallit, what did he, he was in Harry Potter right. as something... Thomas Dumbledore. No! He was in Harry Potter as... Oh, the Doolittle guy. Yeah. No, no, no. Doolittle right. Um, Stuart Doolittle. N- anyways... Okay. 
But he was, like, a drug addict, and he, like, goes home to get rehabilitated, and he, like, steals, like, when he's at the hospital getting rehabilitated. I just pissed you off. He stole an old man's clothing to get out of the hospital. Then he gets home in his own house where he could possibly change clothing. Yeah. He did not. He stayed in this old man's clothing. He's going through withdrawal. He can't get up. Whatever. Fuck that. He's running through fields. And I also equally hate Kim Dickens. You, just, you don't like her. I don't mind Madison her. Madison Clark. I hate Maybe I like her. this show now that I think about it. I don't mind her. <laughs> I hated her. I almost liked her as Saracen's mom in Friday Night Lights. She's been in every... She, she's, she's in Sons. She was in House of Cards. House of Cards. You didn't like her in that. I hated her in that. You hated her in Sons. I hated her in Sons. You hated her in Fear the Walking totally. Dead. Totally. You almost didn't mind her in, in, in Friday Night yeah, Lights. Yeah, that's it. I don't like her. So oh. this show, we didn't even actually finish it. No, so if you guys want to spoil it, let us know. Totally. I don't care. Um, Anything else on that shit list? Of course. Whoa. Um, okay, so another one I put on there was um, Hannibal. So it's so sad because Hannibal was on our best of. I think it was our number two favorite show list. Yeah. I think, um, what's the face? Homeland was number one, followed by yeah. Hannibal I didn't hate. I think it was just way too artsy. Yeah. And we didn't fi- finish. We didn't finish it. Didn't it finish didn't get picked it. up by any network. Didn't get like kind of like the Mindy Project getting picked up by Hulu. Yeah. We thought Hannibal would get picked up because we knew they had at least five seasons written. Yeah. I believe. So, and so I won't say I hate it, but I'll say I was disappointed and I didn't love like it. Like a parent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm just, I'm just disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. So to me, it's like we didn't even watch the ending. Like I assume Hannibal just ate it everybody no uh, uh, basically oh, I, for, I remember i read it because we got up into the point where everybody knew the red dragon yeah was like going after yeah okay so having said that at least we know we saw um spoiler alert on a list on hollywood reporter this morning we saw that hugh dancy who plays yeah. will graham in hannibal has gotten picked up for another series with um, aaron paul aaron paul and another, like, two other, like, all-star, like, yeah. heavy hitters. And there is, like, zero intel on the show, so they're keeping it so under wraps, but it premieres in February. On Hulu, though. On Hulu. Yeah, yeah I'm excited for that, because I do like Hugh Dan- Dancy. I love his him as an actor. And he's married to Claire Danes. Right, which brings yeah. me to my next one. Womp womp. So not horrible, but yeah. I wasn't appreciating and it. And this was our favorite show of last year. Totally. Homeland. <sighs> Homeland. Homeland. This season, I okay, I can only take so much of Claire Dane's fucking crying face. Yeah. She has the ugliest crying face. She does. She does have the right? ugly crying face. But to me, it's like, I do not want to watch a series that was so unbelievable last season. Yeah. It had, it was like, started strong, middle, like, every episode was at its game, like, proper yeah. 10 out of 10 game. Yeah. That the finale just felt like, what the fuck are you leaving me now? Like, yeah. you just so stressed out. This series, this season rather, just felt like I was watching like a telenovela. Yeah. Like melodramatic, like I don't care about Carrie falling in love and like losing love and like all this shit. I also think like there was some really awkward things. So she moves to Berlin Mm -hmm. to like start over with like a Muslim rehabilitation center essentially. They never really knew what that place was. There was too many characters and I didn't care about half of them. But she ends up, like, winding up with this guy who's like, I'll promise you a lot of money, and I'll, I love you in yeah. the end. You're like, what? Right? But then he's like, I'll, I'm firing her because she's too, like... Unstable. She's unstable. 
So then she is shacked up with this guy named, like, Lucas or Hannes or something. (laughs) Jonas. Jonas. And then with her kid. She sends her kid back to, like, the States because it's unsafe for her to be there. Yeah. Saul is, like, a prick. Yeah, fuck Saul. Fuck Saul. And so I'm like, (laughs) why did he end up being so mean? I know. He ends up getting in bed with, like, this crazy Berlin, like... You're just giving it all away. I'm giving it all away. It was so, like like a melodrama that I didn't care enough about yeah. when action was really happening. And then the only great storyline was like only showcased for two episodes. Yeah, I know. Like with towards, Quinn. Yeah, Quinn was decent. We'll leave it at that with Quinn in case. If you guys watch it, I just, we put a disclaimer. That's I'm true. just going to say, it's just like your favorite. I don't think he's dead. It could be like a Glenn scenario from The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Sorry, just, I liked Walking Dead this year. But fuck that Glenn storyline. I won't say anymore <laughs> okay. in case no one's seen it. Just we're this is a disclaimer. All right. We already put it. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Okay. So either way, Quinn in um, Homeland is the best plot line that's going through. Yeah, he is. And it actually illustrates how much of a prick Carrie and Saul are. He's put in like this incubator with a bunch of sarin released, yeah. and then he ends up surviving because one of the alleged terrorists actually injects him with the atrophine to like save him and so it's great it's great it's great and then at the hand of saul and carrie he goes under this like more intense drug um drug rehabilitation to actually get him out of a coma and then he ends up what we feel is like dying right right so he dies at the hand of the cia essentially right so it's not the terrorists who kill him It's, It's, it's it's his own people um so having said that but then we just see sappy carrie crying like the whole fucking time anyway okay no bueno that's a good point um so then the next series you got more in this shit list jesus project green light love hate okay okay so okay project green light and i've read so many articles about it now project green light is an (laughs) hbo series that's had a span of like 10 years? Yeah, it's been on air in like 10 years. 10 years, and I've never watched it, but this season you're like, oh, it's really good. I've never watched it until this season, but I really got into it. So I really got into it too, and I think we binge watch like, they're like half an hour episodes, half hour episodes. And so the premise of Project Greenlight is Matt Damon and Ben Affleck Matt Damon. <laughs> get together and do hold auditions for to find an up um, up and coming filmmaker yeah. to produce a series that's handed off to them on HBO. Yeah, to direct it. Basically, they get a chance to direct a TV movie for HBO. They have a $3 million budget to direct. The weird thing is about this series this year, and you could tell, like, a lot of it felt so staged and, like, non-realistic that I'm like, like, this just wouldn't happen. They found the most, like, avant-garde, hipster, like, um, hot, like, just, like, angry person yeah. and most difficult person to, like, go through the storyline. They, like, were kind of touching on, like, racism yeah. with, like, Effie, the producer, and, like, heightened against Matt Damon being, like, racist comments. And then, like, the director guy making, like, unrealistic demands and whatnot. But then they caved to everything. Yeah. It's just, like, I don't feel like that's how the real world would I know. work. And then it's, like, the entire um, series leads up to, like, the release of this movie on HBO called The what, Leisure Class. The Leisure Class. And oh, like such a piece of shit. Piece of shit film. But then the weird thing was was that HBO and all the producers on it canned the original film that this director was tapped to do yeah. in favor of doing this one. And they're sitting there dying of laughter in the editing room. And so I'm like if and they did a focus group. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, but then when the series 
can't like finished, wrapped up. They released the film. It was the worst piece of shit I've ever read about in my life. Yeah. And it's just a throwback to things like Trading Places, which was hilarious. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Like, it takes two. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like just like an obvious plot line with like. It takes two. Is that the. Michelle Olsen. The Olsen Twins. Twins. Yeah, that's a good movie. <laughs> and so. I like that one. But that's the thing, though. It just feels like those kind of like calamity of errors with like a Monty Python esque backdrop. Except it wasn't funny. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. So, either way, I just thought it was like. An obvious setup kind of thing. So Project Greenlight, I hate watched it. So that it for a no, shit. what? There's more. You know we spent almost twenty minutes on bad TV because it's so good. I know, no, I like it. Keep going. We can like sum up the last no, one. No, no, no. Okay, so the next one is Bloodline. <laughs> okay. So I was so excited about Bloodline, which stars so um Coach Taylor. Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Uh, Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Um, the chick from, uh, what the hell is it? That hussy from Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and, and Geeks, Mad Men. ER. Then the guy who's like, uh, um, nominated for everything. Oh yeah, the, 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 br- the, the bad brother. brother? Yeah. yeah. I don't know his name. I don't know what his name is. But either way, I think when we first started watching Bloodline, we thought it was more of an action movie than actually taking what Bloodlines are. Like a family, yeah, family tie. Bl- and it's like we just finished Friday Night Lights. You we were excited to see yeah. Coach Taylor. And ben Mendelsohn. That's ben it. Ben Mendelsohn. So we've... Okay. I absolutely think the series looks amazing. Yeah. It's shot really well, like in the Florida Keys. It mm. looks super pristine. The pacing of it is just a little slow. Yeah. I mean, we haven't finished the season yet. And people keep saying like, oh, it's so good. And the yeah. ending's so good. I feel good. like I know what happens. Okay, don't tell me I yet, because I still want to see, but... Yeah, some might say someone ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Who, not me? Not you. Okay. Right? I haven't watched it, so I don't know why I no. would ruin it. and so, but... All right, um, it's it's on my mediocre list. I don't even know how many episodes we're in. Four? No way. We've Five, guaranteed no, six, to watch, six, like, seven. Six, seven. Okay. Seven. So we definitely yeah. have that series to finish, but yeah, I'm like... It, it's getting a lot of nominations. I know, that's for, why I'm like... Which is bizarre to me. So maybe we just... We don't have a high caliber, like, highbrow yeah. sensibility. But at the same time, Birdman got nominated for... Oh. Although I do want to see that new Birdman movie. Which one? The Revenant. Oh. Leo DiCaprio gets... The giant bear? Yeah, he, like, rapes him. The bear? That's what the whole... There, you can hear this controversy. Everyone's like, oh my god, Leonardo DiCaprio gets raped by a bear in this movie. And then Ew. the studio's like, no, he doesn't get raped. He just gets beaten up. I don't know. Okay, okay so then the next one You got is, more. Yeah? Oh my god. The next one is I Am Kate. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, I was really excited about... As was I. And I was following the Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner transition, transition. for a really long time. Yeah, of course. Right? I was really excited. Very intriguing. Very intriguing storyline. I thought it was really great that someone of that notoriety actually would come out and, like, actually illustrate their transition on TV it, and yeah. talk about it in a very honest, authentic way. I was just intrigued, too, because here's a guy, you watch him on Kardashians, yeah. whatever, it's written this and that, but here's a guy who was, like, ultra-conservative, very family man, but it's yeah. like, wait a second, no, he's got this alternative lifestyle, which is awesome, but then it's like, he comes out, and I remember him going on the Ellen show, being like, oh, I think gay marriage is wrong, it's like, 
so, it's so weird. How, how can you be like, I'm trapped in the Thank wrong you. body, but you don't think people can have the same sex? Exactly. Anyway, it was just like, from watching him all these years, being like, he's such a conservative. Such like, a conservative. Like, like, yeah, anyway. So it's, I think it's weird. The other thing that I didn't like was that, and we, yeah, yeah, we watched the Kardashians. Of course, I love the and Kardashians. So the one thing he said was that as soon as he goes through this transition and his show coming out on the on E, yeah. he will never do another yeah. Kardashian episode again. Oh, dude's been in every episode this season. He's been in every season. episode all the time. And so what I find is that his experience sounded so much more authentic and would bring, like, genuine awareness to yeah. the cause beforehand. But then we had seen so much of him that I didn't feel like I need to, or her, I didn't need to actually watch I Am Kate because no. we already had kind of gone through You got it through that, that Diane Sawyer special. Yeah, and so, and, like, all the episodes of Kardashians. Yeah. Right? So, to me, that Good was just point. a little bit yeah. of a letdown. Like, I was excited Big time. to watch that story play out. Yeah. Do you have any more shitty So, the shows? last one, oh the sh- last shitty show was Community. Yeah. Community got picked up by Yahoo, Yahoo. and it has its first flagship show on um, the yeah. browser network, I guess. And so I think to me, like, Community was great, but in its heyday, but then it lost, like, well, once Troy every- left. Once everyone started leaving, like, like what's the old guy? Pierce. Pierce. He left, and then Shirley left, and Troy left, and it's just like, just like you had three or four amazing seasons, yeah. and then the last two have just been. Eh. So I, like, watched, like, one episode, I think, with you, and then I was like, nah, I can't do this anymore. So that's actually my last one. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's a good shit list. Shit list or shit list, which will you be? <laughs> so why don't we get into our favorite TV shows of 2015. Yes, Queen, that's the best TV of 2015. Sock it to me, baby. Okay, so do you want to do your list or... No, we can go one for one. Okay, do you have, how many do you have? Ten? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so I'll do my number ten and nine. Okay. And may, yours isn't in any order. No, so I'll just say if I have it or Okay. Not. Uh, That's why we can go one for one. Okay. Uh, so my number ten show of the year, it's definitely not on your list if you haven't watched it, it's called You're the Worst. Okay. So it's on FXX. It's uh, so it's a show I got to work on a little bit. Okay. It uh, it's season two premiered this year. It's basically about a couple in the first season, and it's like this guy and this girl they meet, but they're the worst. Like they're awful people. They're selfish, yeah. narcissistic. And the first season I thought was man, it was all right. Okay. But season two kind of blew me away. Like okay. it, it's a dark comedy. They deal with like really. Uh, topics that are really out there now, like depression and this and mm-hmm. that. And I just really like the way it was written, the storylines and the acting. So, is there any like n- names in no, it? No, not really. It's all like newcomers. Okay. But it's it's just it was really well done, and it kind of I really liked watching it week to week. Awesome. Especially after the first season, where I'm like, meh, yeah. it's all right. So it's yeah, it's it's good. So that's why number ten, give it some love because it got renewed for season three, which made me happy. That's awesome. Should I do one more? Because then we'll yeah. go tip for tat. Number number nine is not Big Grams. <laughs> number nine is a show I think I do want to. I think you'd want to watch. Okay. It's Broad City. Okay. Which is the two girls who have their own YouTube channel called Broad City, mm-hmm. and Amy Poehler like found them, produced the show. Yeah. And it's basically just two girls doing stuff that 
only quote unquote guys would do, like gross gotcha. out, smoke weed, party, <laughs> talk about sex, this and that. Okay. But it was legitimately one of my. F- I've heard nothing but good things about that series. I think you would again. Yeah. Season one was okay. Yeah. It was season two that came out yeah. the start of the year that kind of blew me away. Do as I need well. to watch season one to watch season two? No. Okay. So maybe I'll get you season two. We can watch it. Okay. It's just I like the two main girls. There's some good actors. Like Seth Rogen's in an yeah. episode. Um, yeah, I just think it's really, really funny. Okay. Um, should I go down to number eight? Yep. And then we can go tip. So number eight, you haven't watched either. <laughs> okay. But it's Last Man on Earth. Which, I thought you didn't like that series when it started. Again, watch the very first episode. I'm like, oh, this is kind of dumb. It's like, it's going to get old fast. He's by himself. He gets to break shit and go to the White House, this and that. Yeah. But season two, I started watching. What is that show about? It's about uh, Will Forte is the last man on Earth until he just... Dis- January Jones is in it? Yeah. Whoa. She's the last man on Earth until he finds out that there's like eight other people alive. Okay. And he's just like such a selfish dick kind of person. Okay. And they like throw him out of Jason the- Sudeikis? Yeah, he's in season two. Okay. He plays his brother, Lost in Space, and he thinks <laughs> he's the only one left in space. I almost want to show you just season two. Okay. So I think you would like it. Oh my it. god, the slut from True Detectives. Oh, I didn't even see that episode. <laughs> She's probably in season one. Yeah. But like um, the, the obsessed person from Flight of the Concords, Meg, Meg she's in it. it. It just, it got really good. So I rewatched season one, one with my mom on Show Me over the Christmas break uh-huh. and she thought it was funny. Okay. So I thought that was good. Number seven, this will be on your list. Okay. And it was tough. I wanted to move it higher, but I couldn't. Okay. Number seven was Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this season, again, season two was a strong season for all these TV shows. Yeah. It was season two, right? Yeah. I thought the storylines were funny. The actors yeah. were great. So Silicon Valley is an HBO series? Yeah. Um, about, obviously, like, the nerds in Silicon Valley. <laughs> nerds! Um, but you just showed me we binged the whole series because yeah. I haven't watched it before. And so I died You've in season, loved- season two was hilarious. TJ Miller. Yeah, you love that guy. Um, and Ulrich. Al- Ulrich. Ulrich is like hilarious. But my favorite. Ehrlich. Ehrlich. My favorite episode of season two, and I know it's like on most people's list, is yeah. the SWOT analysis. Yeah. One where there's like they go to that energy drink place. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, what's it, Gilfoyle and. Is it Jared? Jared. No, no, Dinesh. Dinesh end up tr- trying to figure out if why that loser guy oh, um, yeah, that, banging the hot chick. Yeah, that one. And so they do a swan analysis because what's the... Because he's going to do this stunt and they know that it will kill him. Yeah. So like, should we tell him that this thing will kill him or should we not? Let, <laughs> do we let him die or do we let him live? And so um, Jared's character... In, like, the beginning of the episode is, like, trying to do the pros and cons and, like, a SWOT analysis yeah. about their business. And nobody can find use for this. They don't understand what SWOT <laughs> yeah. analysis is. So, strengths, weaknesses, yeah. opportunities, wow, and you, threats. Wow, you actually learned from this. I did business school. I know. That's part of it. And so, then they use the SWOT analysis to actually discern why this asshat should bang this chick or why they should bang this chick. Yeah. And so, it is such a funny episode. So, amongst that, the series is great. So this is, you'll find out now why that was only number seven, because okay. it's tough. The next few are mainly like really great dramas. Oh. So I'm sure this is on your list. Number six is Narcos. Totally. Uh, again, Pablo Escobar, it's like, okay, you've heard so many stories. There's been movies and TV mm-hmm. shows and documentaries about them. Mm-hmm. And this one, I just loved it, first of all, for how authentic it was, mm-hmm. that they didn't dumb it down. If it's in, if you're American, you speak in English. Yeah. If you're Colombian, you speak in Spanish, totally. in subtitles. There's no like... <coughs> 
speaking English with a with a Spanish accent. No. I thought it was really intriguing, even though you kind of kind of know what Pablo Escobar is about. I didn't realize some of the things that he did. No, not at all. And I think it's also like they integrate authentic footage of yeah. like the what's happening in the news with Pablo Escobar with like. Um, obviously the recreation part of the story, yep. but you told me this, that the guy who plays Pablo Escobar actually didn't speak a lick of Spanish, no. um, previous to the role. I think he's either American or he's from somewhere else. He, I think he's Brazil. Brazil. But anyways, he learned Spanish fluently for this role. Like he, and he spent time in Colombia to get to know like the yeah. city and the character. But I also loved how they make Pablo Escobar look like he is. Make him look like an awful monster, yeah. but also like you can see, like he has some shreds of yeah. Um, like, it's a great decency. Pr- totally, like, it's the great protagonist. It's like yeah. exactly the same as Walter White. Yeah. It's exactly the same as like James Gandolfini, yeah, Sopranos. Sopranos. It's yeah. the same as like um, yeah, like Don Draper, Don Draper, right? Yeah. So I thought it's like a great character. So I know my folks just got Apple TV, so they're going to get Netflix. Yeah. They got to watch Narcos. 100% have to watch Narcos. Okay. This one, of course, number five is obviously going to be on your list. And it's only made number five, so we're going to see what the next four are. Mad Men. Number five. And if if one of these ones are your top show of the year, let me know. Okay. So what do you... Number five, it was the series finale. I think that would be my number one. Number one? Okay. It was unbelievable. Again, Don Dr- I mean, John Hamm could do no wrong. Every one of those yeah. characters. I like the fact that I I did like the finale. I did like the, I did finale, like the finale more than I think about it now. The more you think about it, I like we won't give it away. I know we said spoilers yeah. and that. But I do like the way it ended. Again, I just think it was yeah. a strong season even if it wasn't totally. the last season. I think it's also like I cared so much about these characters yeah. that the end, like, it was kind of, like, lost. Like, could they ever do anything that I'd be okay with? Yeah. But actually, like, like a Breaking Bad, I was fine with the ending. Yeah. Like, I felt like we resolved all the characters. Yeah. I believed in their storylines, like, how they unfolded. Yeah. And I just felt, like, so sad for Don Draper. I know. Yeah. Right, throughout the series. Like, I, I especially sad, the series. Yeah, like you said, the, throughout the whole series, yeah. it just feels sad. Here's a guy on the outside. Looks like he has it all. Totally. But literally, he's, he has nothing compared he's to all He has nothing these. compared to the rest of them. And, like, yeah. just, like, certain things, like Peggy's character, yeah. like, how she evolved. Um, Jones' Jones' character. character. Whoa. She had some, like, rough scenes in, like, throughout yeah. this season. But, yeah, like, just the way that um, series came full circle, I think, like, AMC will never be able to recreate that again. No, I know. It's like, are they going to do a Mad Men spinoff? Yeah, exactly. Someone said they should with... Uh, Sally's character is like a woman. Like oh, like, I don't want, no, I don't want to see Fuck that. that right. Speaking of AMC, Go. number four on my list. I'm so glad this show is good. Yeah. I was so worried it was it would ruin the legacy. Yeah. Better Call Saul. Number four, Better Call Saul. Is it on your list? It's on my list. I was so happy that first episode when they bring you back into the Breaking Bad world. Yeah. Even though it's not the same timeline or the same mm-hmm. character, he's not even Saul in the first episode. No. But I, I'm like, good. It's the same spirit. Or it's like. It's a completely different show, yeah. but it takes you back to that world. Uh, what's his face? Bob, Bob Odenkirk can definitely hold a show on his own, which you'd be like, oh, Saul, can he carry yeah. his own sh- He definitely can carry his own show. The Jonathan Banks, who plays Mike in Mike. Breaking Bad, he's obviously in the series as well. And I want to replay that episode that's all about oh, Mike. I didn't I, like I it. I think you were just in a funk that day. Okay, what? Anyways, yeah, I think there's good new characters. 
The new season starts in February. Yeah. I do think it's like the, it's kind of like a black comedy, whereas like yeah. Breaking Bad, it has that really dry sense of humor. Mm. And then there's like really sad points of the storyline where you're like, oh my God, this yeah. is like heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what's his face? Michael McKinnon? Yeah. McKeon, his brother? His brother, that character. It's good. He drives me nuts though. I just want to shake him. I, I just want to slap him. Be like, go out in the real world. Exactly. So number three on my list, I don't think it'll be on your list, but you'll be like, okay, okay it deserves. I've struggled to not make this number one. In hindsight, this should be number one. Okay. But it's number three. So okay. Number three is your Toronto Blue Jays. What? That's not on my list. No. It's I'm, not a drama. It's not a comedy. It's TV, though. Was I it, guess. It made for some of the best TV okay, we watched. Okay, that's fine. So I, I thought it was smart that I added it. Okay, it is smart. Because once they made all the deadline deals, and once they were in first place, and once yeah. it was down the... Tr- and when they made the playoffs, like, that, the game five of the ALDS against Texas where they hit the home run. Yeah. That may have been the best episode of TV this year. Is that the bat flip? That's the bat flip. Okay. When you're away, uh... Duh! In- I was in Saskatoon when I that know. happened. But that may have been the best episode of anything this year. Ugh. With all the things that happened that one inning where they, yeah. the, the call where he hit the yeah. bat... Anyways, Toronto Blue Jays this year was one Would of... Would you rewatch that game in general, like, in real time? Yeah, actually, Sportsnet, they did, like, a Jays in Review show. Yeah. And they, where they actually play that whole inning. Oh, really? In, in its entirety. It's, like, an hour long. Yeah. From when Russell Martin throws the ball, hits the bat. Yeah. All the controversy. And then the next inning with all the errors that Texas yeah. made. Batista hits the home run. The bench is, like, they get into a fight. Yeah. I would want to watch it again. Okay, that we, was we good. We can watch yeah. it. Actually, everyone Yeah, the I would watch that again. That, so that's why the Blue Jays this year, yeah. when they got David Price, was yeah. not entertaining. Yeah, I still remember when you texted me and you're like, oh my God, your yeah. favorite pitcher yeah. of all time is now with the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm like, no way. And we got to see him. The we one, got it, yeah. The one game he lost this year, I know. we go to, of course. Whatevs. Uh, it's like the one playoff game we go to. It's the worst <laughs> goddamn playoff game in 25 <laughs> So number two on my list, yeah, and it might be on your list, but you just got into it. Yeah, season two of Fargo. It's on my list. So even though you're what four episodes, four episodes in, in. I'm gonna say I've watched the whole season. It lives. It gets better and better as it goes. I definitely think what I like about this season, and now that I can kind of understand what they're saying yeah. a bit more, um, it. I find like the storylines are tighter, like connected yeah. to the deaths yeah. that are happening in like Laverne yeah. or whatnot. Um, because last season I felt like there were so many like scattered plot lines yeah. for so long that they didn't come together. With this one, it's like, oh, all these characters are tied within like two episodes. And unlike True Detective, where it's like season two, new characters, new storyline, yeah. this is how to do a proper season yeah. two, right? I was like, okay, there's still like nine big characters yeah but i know about all of them and mm-hmm. i care about all of them and there's not necessarily like season one had so many big actors like bob yeah. alden kirk colin hanks billy yeah. bob thorpe this one has some big actors this one has not mm-hmm. as big of profile which i'm which i'm okay with kirsten dunce in it patrick wilson who's amazing who's great. uh jesse pellman so landry's in it ted danson mike, um, Millig- mike, mike milligan click click on his because I know this guy from, like, Busta Rhyme videos. So, so Bokeem Woodbine, who yeah. plays uh, Mike Milligan, is insanely He's my good character. in Fargo Season 2. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it's probably a testament to the writing. Yeah. But his pace and delivery is fucking fierce. Like, you get excited when you see that he's on totally. screen, right? Totally. But, yeah, anyway, this guy, if you read his Wikipedia or whatever, yeah. he's in a lot of, like, funny rap music videos. <laughs> so, anyways... 
So that's my number two okay. show over here. And my you already know what my number one is. Okay. So my number one is a comedy. Best show of the year. It premiered back in January. Man Seeking Woman. Aww. I'm okay. like in love with this show. You do love this show. It's an FX series. FX season produced two. Produced by Lauren Michaels. Uh, yeah. So the creator used to be a writer on SNL. Youngest writer in the history. Lauren Michaels produced it. Jay Baruchel stars in it. Yeah. And season two premieres in a couple weeks on FXX. Yeah. And it's like a surreal life. Shot in Toronto. Shot in Toronto. If you're from Toronto or know the city, you'll mm-hmm. recognize areas. I just think it was smart, original, and funny. I do think it is really smart and definitely speaks to like a very 2015 audience. Like yeah. it's very up on pulp culture. Yeah. It takes concepts that are like very. Um, it's. It takes concepts like things that you naturally would be doing in your everyday life and spins them to like a sci-fi reality. Yeah, there's like one episode where it's like you when you apply to colleges, you get all the letters back being like, yeah. you did not get into this, you did not get into this. Yeah. And it's him getting letters back being like, you did not get accepted to this girlfriend. And then yeah. he's like, I got accepted to Ashley. Totally. Yes, my new so tall I, girlfriend. It's amazing. And then like, I don't know, I just, I found it, like it took me a little, a few uh, yeah. episodes to get into it. But now I equally like it. Yeah, so we'll watch the new season. So that's your number one. Yeah, what so about the you? Other shows that I had on my list that weren't on your list yeah. are House of Cards season three. Oh, I forgot about House of Cards. House of Cards season three was really good because it had like a Russian, like yeah. Putin, um, infiltrate in it. It also had the brother from Dexter. It had the yeah. the really insane um, storyline between the journalists yeah. and um and Frank Frank Underwood. Who I love. I love the male journalist who had yeah, like a really great. intense backstory. Yeah. But it also saw the part of um, the character arc where finally Frank Underwood fights with yeah. um, what's her with face? With his wife. With his wife Claire. Because they're so united throughout all. And totally. This, it's like things are because you can see in the previous seasons. Yeah. Where they're he she's doing things for him. Totally. And he used to do things for her, but he's not. And it's just like their foundation yeah. cracking. And right? so it came to a head where they got into a really intense argument on the flight. Yeah. But then it's also going through like. Um, the primaries essentially yeah. and like because he's got he's due up for a re-elect he's just yeah so he, yeah that one that would slide into I liked it better than I'll put number six okay and then I'll slide you're the worst off Narcos goes down to seven <laughs> I still like Madman better than this. that's fair yeah so then the last one that wasn't on your list but it's on my list is Bates Motel ooh yeah Bates Motel I thought last season was better than this season he finally becomes like Norma. Remember, he starts like dressing yeah. like yeah, him and does. like becomes super creepy. Super, okay, and he yeah. actually starts taking like his like um when he like his lucid memory like starts kicking in. Yeah, that's true. Now and he's then turning it's also, into Psycho. He's turning into Psycho, and then also like Opie comes back. Oh yeah! Oh Sons. yeah! From like, Sons, he's pretty good. That character, the other guy from Sons. Oh yeah, the um, Caleb. Yeah, it's like, and you find out like the Sons like. Uh, his mom and dad is our brother and sister. Brother and it's like, sister. Oh my God. Like it's so crazy. It's muffed up. So I actually thought like because now this series is coming into the actual storyline of Psycho yeah. that we're all aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it looked great. I thought it was creepy. Yeah. I remember you screaming at one point <laughs> in an episode, and so I thought scared the shit out. Scared of the shit out of you. So I thought it was really amazing. So we're now down to our last category Ooh. of the best of 2015. And this is Best Albums of 2015. Woody-hoo! Check out this music, baby, because this is the best albums of 2015. Let's give another spin, dog. So how many Best of Albums do you have with you today? I have 
One, two, three, four. Four. Four? Okay, so I have my top ten. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do the same, like, um, TV yeah. shows where I'll say mine yeah. and we'll go over them? So my number ten album of the year yeah. is this guy's first solo album, uh -huh. and it's called Secrets by Ian Fletcher Thornley. Oh. So I've been very happy because for the longest time when I was like a Thornley fan, he would take four or five years between albums. Mm -hmm. He's put out like three albums, I think, in the last five years or something like that. Uh -huh. And so this one, Ian Thornley, you know him from Big Rack or Thornley. It's his first proper solo album, and it's more acoustic-y, like in the woods. Which I actually like. Which I think you liked a lot, but uh, how do you feel about this album? Is I thought it was great. I love anything that sounds like VH1 Storyteller's acoustic style. Yeah. So I like it because you could hear every instrument really distinctly. Yeah. And I thought his voice was really crisp and great. Yeah. So is that, it wasn't on my list. It wasn't on your list. Okay. But still a great album. Okay. Number nine, I think, it might be on your list. It's Big Grams by Big Grams. It the, is. It is? Yeah. Yeah, I love this album. I remember... I hearing like last year or something like oh big boy and fantagram are going to mm. be working on an album together and then like kind of out of no nowhere they put out teasers and they it was great it wasn't like okay our album comes out in eight months it's like our album comes out next month i hate when bands tease mm. you and like oh you get something six seven months this was like same with ian thorne he totally. dropped a single next month you get our album i think what i liked about this and this is like for a lot of the bands that are albums made my top 10 it's like Everything, like all six or seven songs on that um, yeah. EP are outstanding, and they seamlessly, like, you can listen to every single one. Yeah. I didn't find, like, one, like, I think my favorite one off that album was, what is it, Sol Soldier? Is oh. that right? I can't remember what it's called. Um, I should have written that down. I can but, look it up But um, it's one of the, it's like the drum roll one. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's probably... Uh, drum machine. Drum machine. Featuring Skrillex. Yeah. Yeah. I like that song a lot. And so there's like really great energy through the whole album. There's standout hits, but you can listen to the album start to end. Yeah. Perfectly. I agree with you. So the next band was introduced, or solo artist, I guess, was introduced yeah. to us by Sean Puff Batty. Ooh. And it is I Love You Honey Bear by Father John Misty. Yeah. I don't know. Did he make your list? Or <coughs> He did. Josh Tillerman. That's his real name? Yeah. So he used to be, what, the drummer in Fleet drummer Foxes? Drummer in Fleet Foxes, who is another great band we love. Yeah. Um, amazing listening for the winter. Yes. Yeah. Perfect throw, winter weather. Perfect winter weather. Um, this album is amazing. You got it for me. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You got me the album for Christmas. Yeah. Which was amazing. And we already listened to it on vinyl. Which is awesome. And so him, his writing style i think is really great because it's very storyteller like a fleet foxes yeah very poetic but then the album kind of goes all over the place too mm -hmm. and i find every song again on that album you can listen to so my favorite song they're all like women's names but it's like yeah. sophia i think is my favorite one off there okay i think i actually like the song i love you honey bear oh yeah from nice. i love you honey bear nice are you looking up the uh album here yeah um, yeah, it came, I think it came out, uh... Came out, well, last year, but, uh, oh no, January... Yeah, no, January 2015. Yeah, 2015. So which song is your favorite? Um, my favorite is... Is this it? Which one? That's not it. Yeah, that's I Love You, Honey. Are you thinking of his other album? Maybe. Oh no, but I do like The Night Josh Tillman Came to Our Apartment. There you go. That one. 
So that would be number eight on the top ten Amazing. list. Amazing. Number seven is a band that we traveled to a different country to see this year. Whoa. And the album is called Three, and the band is Honey Honey. Boo! On your list, too? Of course. That's, like, my favorite, like, girl crush. There you go. Yeah. That concert was so good, and, like, yeah. Honey Honey 3 is such a solid album. So good. She reminds me of, like, Dusty Springfield yeah. meets, like, the lead chick from Dixie Chicks meets... Meets, like, Fleetwood Mac? Fleetwood Mac. Like, or Stevie Nicks. Stevie maybe. Nicks. And so... One, I like it because she plays a ton of instruments. Yeah. Like a like super fiercely. Yeah. But her voice is so clean and yeah. that album has just like the best energy on it. Perfect. I like it. It's just it's a guy girl again. Yeah. We like the guy girl bands. And she was really funny. Yeah, it's like kind of folksy, country, a little pop maybe, but mainly like folk, like yeah. like a banjo and an acoustic guitar, maybe a little drum here and there, totally. right? Totally. So it's a... Did it's you a, have a favorite song off that one? Um, I did. I liked Big Man, but I also really liked What You Gonna Do Now. Oh, that other. one's so good. Yeah, that's a good... I, I was going to put on the top 10 song list, but it just didn't quite that's work fair. out. That's fair. That's fair. So again, number number six. I like that all of our music choices are all over the spectrum. They're not like one specific genre. As you'll see from number six, Go. number six is the incredible true story by Logic. Uh, that's that so weird. This is all you. The nerdy white rapper guy. Yep. Yeah. He came out of nowhere. Where I just kind of fell in love with him this year. The whole album's solid, start to finish. It's bas- basically like this guy going to outer space type things. Like the <laughs> concept of the album. Yeah. Is that why you're listening to so much David Bowie as well, like Life on Mars? <laughs> no, no. Am I in a space music <laughs> yeah. mode right now? No, he's just kind of like a fresh new guy in rap. He, I like people who can rap fast, but he has good beat selection. Okay. And he doesn't really have too many features, so it's just kind of him. Yeah. Unlike some albums that have like 20 features on 10 songs. That's fail. Number five. <coughs> and, oh, I'm... Hit me with it. Number five. Okay, yeah. Number five is Beauty Behind the Madness by The Weeknd. Weekend, yeah. Didn't make my list, but okay. I understand why he's on the list. Yeah. This kind of solidified for me this album where I'm like, okay, I like his singles, but then I also like just all the songs. Yeah. I can listen to it from start to finish. Totally. Kanye produced a, a song on there. Yeah. I like the beats or I like the music. I like his voice. I like the lyrics a lot. I think mm-hmm. this like he became like a big star this year. Yeah, and uh, he has the best hair. Best hair, and yeah, he t- turned me from a casual fan to like a big, big fan. <laughs> and I wish he wasn't playing places like the ACC because totally. I'd want to go. You want to see him in like Phoenix? Phoenix or like Massey Hall or something totally. like that. I almost switched five and four. Okay. But number four is Time Machine by D. A. From oh, Chester French. Okay, very cool. I've been waiting for his solo album for a while, yeah. and it was a good mix of like. All over the place. Like, yeah. he's got some 70s influence, some piano influence. Yeah. It, I just, like, Pharrell produced some songs on there. I like his voice. Yeah. I'm just a big DA fan because totally. I like Chester French. And, again, him, he's one of those guys where I might not listen to just a song here or there. I like listening to his whole album, album, which is yeah. really solid. I think that's, like, a mark of every band we're featuring or every album yeah. that's being featured on this list right now is that... You can seamlessly listen to every song on the album. You're not jumping around and there's like three standout hits. Yeah. There, it is like a hundred percent seamless listen. And yeah, that's why this list on these the, all these bands from Big Gramps to Honey Honey to yeah. The Weekend. I listened to I listened to the whole album. 
So number three is basically been everyone's number one, and it might be your number one. To pimp. To pimp a butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. It's not Lamar. my number one. Oh, but really? Okay, yeah, it's definitely like my number two. <laughs> so number three, it definitely took me a while to get into it. Mm. Whereas Good Kid, Mad City, from the from first the time I heard, it, I loved it. This one, like some of the songs, like beats, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I don't know how I feel. But then the more you listen to it, you're like, wow, this guy's just, like, unbelievable. I think what I like about that album is that I remember when you gave it to me, I was, like, going to the gym a lot more. Yeah. And so I was listening to it there, and you're uh, you're like, what songs do you like? What songs do you like? Yeah. And I was like, oh, obviously, like, Wesley's Theory. Yeah. And whatnot, but, like, King Kunta. King Kunta. Is such a great song to me. All Right is King such a great song. All Right. And there's, like, such great jazz undertones Yeah, it is. It's almost a jazzy album. album. And so I know it's a little bit more political, which yeah. is a little bit of a departure from like Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. But I don't know. I just love the energy on that. And like straight up, I can listen to All Right all day, and we I can listen to all, all right. right, and I can listen to King Kunta. Exactly. All day. Yeah, it's a great album. So yeah. I still like the song I. I love myself. Yeah, all that's that. a good song. Good single. Good single. So number two. I wanted to make it number one because mm-hmm. I have not gotten tired of it. And it came out January 2015. So I've been listening to it for almost 12 straight months. Whoa. We've seen them in concert. Whoa. Great from start to finish. But number two album of the year is Ever Emotion by Guster. Very cool. Did they make your list? They did not make my list, but that's because I forgot. That's what I thought because yeah. it came out so long. So long ago. But again, all their albums get better yeah. and better. This one, it doesn't sound like any of their other albums. I Shit. like that. I dropped a pen. I like I just I just love this band. Like they are probably my favorite band. They're great. And like such great stage performers. They're such great talented musicians and like good stage presence. Yeah, and again, this is an album although I listen to their singles, I also yeah. listen to this album from start to finish. Yeah. We have it on vinyl, we love it on vinyl. It's just I'm a big fan of them and they never they've never put on an they album. We have two that, of them on vinyl. We do have two yeah. of them on vinyl, exactly. <laughs> right? One signed and everything. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, I love these guys. I highly recommend you check it out. Mm-hmm. You won't be disappointed. Nope. So, should I say my number one album? Yeah. Because we haven't even, you haven't even, I haven't even mentioned what your number one is, I nope. guess, right? So, number one, again, I felt like this guy should have gotten more love. This album wasn't even on certain best top ten lists. Okay. So, number one album for me is At Long Last ASAP by ASAP Rocky. Hey. This album I thought was just so good. I feel like your list is like a Grammy list, where it's like the person who wins best song is obviously has to win best album. Kind of, a little bit, yeah. yeah it kind of, <laughs> kind of is like I just feel like this album was so yeah. so good. It, every so, again, every song on there's not a bad yeah. song, and I felt like he just stepped up his game. I even I liked it more than Kendrick Lamar. Really, the beats are so good. He has good feature. I found like no features go to waste. Okay, like I like all the people who are on the like Kanye is on it. Kanye is on Juicy it. Juicy J's on. Most Def's on it. Okay. Uh, he discovered like this guy who just used to do performances on the streets of London. He liked them, put them on four songs, like just some random singer. That's pretty badass. Uh, yeah, I'm like I don't know how this didn't make like at least people's top five list. That's crazy. Did it make like a hip hop list on Complex? Yeah, it made like okay. uh, it made, but it'd be like number twelve. It wasn't so even weird. like top. Maybe three. it's because things like Drake's album came out, Kendrick's yeah. is like overshadowing and stuff. I mean, definitely Drake gets honorable mention, but yeah. he. I like Drake's album. It just wasn't. It wasn't, wasn't my favorite. But I think, yeah, everyone should check out Long Last ASAP by ASAP Rocky. It's really good. Yeah. And uh, that's my top 10 list. So I have two that weren't on yours. Okay, sock them to me. So, Currents, Tame Impala. Okay, yeah. I I like the less I know, the better. Yeah, I like that album. It's really solid. We listened yeah. to it all the way on the on our trip to yeah. Detroit. 
I love the album. I think it's a good fall album. It is. It gets honorable mention. It could probably knock off... If it was to knock off an album, it would yeah. maybe be Ian Thornley. Okay. Like, it should it should be in there. It, yeah. I had it written down. I just... Yeah. I li- I've listened to more Ian Thornley than... That's t- fair. But I do really like the album. I like the album because, again, it feels like... It's one of those albums I can leave on in the background and not That's, be, like, irritated yeah, by sure. at some point. And I can, like, get work done, but I can also just, like, enjoy the music. Yeah, I So that's one. And um, the last one. Is this your favorite? This is my favorite album of the year. What is it? They can't find it anywhere. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Wow. My favorite album of the year is 1989, Ryan Adams. So covering Taylor Swift's 1980. Big tunes. Covering Taylor Swift's album, 1989. The reason why I like it is that, one, I love Ryan Adams as a singer-songwriter. Yeah. But he literally put out this album, like, three months ago, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. It came out at the beginning of the fall, and he covered every track off that album in his own interpretation of it, which sounded like Bruce Springsteen Presents. Yeah. Um, 1989. And it was just really great interpretations of things like Bad Blood, Shake It Off, my favorite song off that is Style, which is one of the songs um, the band and I perform when we jam. Bad but... No, it's no. Bad. <laughs> it's bad. I like your style. No, that's style, not it at all. Style. That's not it Let at me all. See how you style in now. No, well, like I didn't butcher styles. any of your. I didn't butcher any of your songs. I know. <laughs> right. I know. I like him. But um, so that one is my favorite. I'm definitely looking to buy it on vinyl. I thought. I think I saw it comes out. It came out December 11th. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to go try and get it off Amazon. But it's such a solid listen. I remember traveling, I think, to Quebec City or, like, Saskatchewan and literally listening to it on repeat the nice. whole time. Um, so, yeah. It's a great listen. If you don't have it on vinyl or whatnot, obviously you can listen to it on YouTube. Very so that good. is my number one album of 2015. It's a very solid album. I know it got critical praise and everything. So. <laughs> Well, that does it for our list this year. So that was our best of 2015 from movies, TVs, to songs, best shit list, hit list, <laughs> everything. I think we had a good list again this I year. I do think we had a really good list. I also think it's like you guys have time to now go and download slash go view all the things we mentioned here and definitely check out, um, yeah, Tell us if what yeah. you disagree with, what you like, what you didn't yeah. like. Go to Facebook.com slash Live605 and let us know if you agree, disagree, or tweet us your favorite songs yeah. or Facebook us your favorite songs. Yeah, or... there's definitely things we probably forgot. Yeah. It's been a busy year, but I'm looking forward to all the great um, albums and musics and concerts and movies and TV shows that are coming out in 2016. Yeah, like I'm definitely excited for St. Lucia's new album. Totally. I'm excited for Kanye West is supposed to have totally. a new album. Excited to see the new Aaron Paul show. Yeah, I'm excited for the new Better Call Saul. Totally. All these kinds of things. There's a lot to be the new season or the new season for the Blue Jays. Hopefully, <laughs> they do. we're still watching hockey. All this good yeah. things. 2015 has been pretty good for pop culture. Totally. So I think this is probably a good place to end it because we're at uh, about an hour 40. <laughs> we did uh, put in some work today. Put in some work. And this is a free podcast, guys. My God. <laughs> so Very why, cool. Why don't we get into the band of the week, song of the week. I've mentioned them before. It's my favorite song of the year. <laughs> it's Back Home by ASAP Rocky featuring Most Def and rest in peace to ASAP Yams. <laughs> so give it a listen. We already talked about them. It's the album and song of the year, without a doubt. Boom. So all the ways to get in contact with our asses once again, facebook.com slash live605 to check out our list. We'll write it out for you guys. 
You can follow my ass. It's Chaboy on Twitter and Instagram at Malencamp. If you want to get in contact with me and see some of the cool shit we've been up to, it's ValGomez23 on both Instagram and Twitter. And on iTunes. Drop us a comment on iTunes because every comment you leave for us there uh, pushes us back into the news and noteworthy. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel. There you go. And I guess we'll be back in 2016 next week. Wow. We'll give you guys an actual debrief about some of the shenanigans that happens over the Christmas holidays. Exactly. So until next week, I'm your podcast. John. I am Val. Were you going to say my name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, B. Easy. See you in 2016. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Guess she wasn't satisfied with titties that Christ gave her. Bragging that her new ass shots is a life changer. Pair so good on that girl that I might pay her. Oh no. Super laid back cat opposite the fat black Al Capone. Tell them little niggas flock on home. Father, Lord, forgive me as I load up the semi Roll through the city that chose to resent me Hold it on loaded, reloaded on plenty Any vote or a f- face that ever voted against me This me piss me off and try to hold it against me Or wish me off the worst of luck I ever hated Never hesitated to designate it All of the wrong that they did me is stored in my memory All of those that I thought of me Wolf of my enemies Sipping holy water like it's both of my kidneys Load the smoke, touch a chimney Make a toast for the memories Make a toast for the henny It's the best for the remedies Energy, synergies, friendly these industries finna get advantage on him and his nemesis Bitches been the season If I ain't the greatest bitch, I'm one of them Behind the fuck, could you front on them? My old hoe beefing, my ex won't be friends Bronson told me not to eat him, rest in peace, James R.I.P. ASAP, yeah, we get it We gon' take it uptown one time We gon' take it back home, show how we do they call me Pretty Flaco, ladies and gentlemen. I like to introduce Pretty Flaco seniors. Y'all see me? spectacular, black mag vernacular. Sean Amethyst, fly champion. It's like that again. What's happening? Mathematic master blend. Flaco season, all day, everything. Ask me how it's going. I tell them on and on and on and on and. You may be out there in them zone. Steady flowing, staying golden. Sand cover, ready roller. Flaco blowing in that Owens. Awareness of the areas, familiar with the routes Traveling man, moving through places, space and time In a country called Earth You know what I mean? These tacky ass motherfuckers Be in the pictures Wearing all types of motherfucking red and green stripes over accessorizing out this motherfucker you from Harlem I gave y'all motherfucker this wave grab y'all surfboards cause y'all got y'all boogie boards right now fuck y'all just gonna keep watching us at the beach show with your motherfucking khakis rolled up with your chancletas in the hand and we gonna keep surfing on this motherfucker Straight up, it's your boy, ASAP Yams, in the beginning, yo rock man, let the
these motherfuckers know what it is. Fuck them. ASAP. Bitch. John Mallon and Val Gomez.